You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. everybody welcome back it's episode 301 we're on the other side of 300 my name is jordan lowe i'm cliff barnes i'm seth just like just like uh just the way you said that reminded me of uh, the new season of survivor jeff mm. probe said drop the four keep the one let's uh, drop the 300 and keep the one and we're starting fresh <laughs> so, uh, it's a new kapow that was a fun time, uh, reminiscing, looking back. We hope you enjoyed that super-sized two-and-a-half-hour episode of all our past hilarity. <laughs> Although me li- listening actually. back to it, I, I couldn't help but think, like, is this working like I think it is? Like, are people getting... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it's like it was a whole bunch of nonsense and silliness and us laughing and being goofy. It's like, that's not... Where, you know, those are just, like, moments... In an hour-long show, there's maybe you know two <laughs> minutes like that. It's like I don't know right. if we, we really captured our essence, or if that's uh, <laughs> so. If you, ju- I'm, I'm thinking, if you just listen to the clip shows, like these guys make no sense and never are in control of what they're talking <laughs> right, about. Right? Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, I overthought we're something. We're just having yeah, a good, good time. Figure. We're just yeah. letting people know we're having a good time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But we also j- j- sometimes share information and opinions and like full sentences. Adult, adult you know, guffaw over each other. So that happens more yeah. often. I, I, I know what you're saying. I don't like the, uh, I don't want to give off the vibe where the, the, the morning commute zoo crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are far from that. Although we, I wouldn't mind a few more sound effects. Clint, you want to put yeah. in some mm. horns and. Oh, he's going to drop some right here. <laughs> That's a little call back. To yeah. So three. Yeah. Let's let's not start that stuff. Again. <laughs> All right. So that three hundred was like a labor of love. That took a little more time than normal. So we've been neglecting some of our uh, regular topics of conversation. So there's been a lot of TV lately. It's fall. It's a fall TV pilot season. So let's let's talk some television. What in the good lord is going on? Nothing. Them just some fellas I play car pranks with. The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die. There are no strings on me. So if you want to make more money and uh, keep the money that you make, better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. First, I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys, look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. So. Good joke. There's so much. Where do you even I begin? actually have and not TV watched... Now, TV now is just, for us, is just everything that yeah. is not a movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have not watched a new show, like, 
at least network show. Normally there's at least a sitcom pilot or something in the fall coming out that I want to at least check out. There hasn't been a sing- single thing on network TV new that I've even given a shot. So. On, do you, know, do you mean like nothing. the traditional like NBC, CBS, well, ABC? Oh yeah, every year Jordan's the one person I know that actually lo- looks and sees what these new sitcoms <laughs> are and tries them out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So I'm usually nope. interested. I want to find the next the next good uh, funny thing. I, and... I am more of the I find myself like watching the things that actually are kept around. Jordan's the person that watches the ones that get canceled. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's willing to take the chance of getting invested in something that gets canceled. Yeah, let's yeah. listen back to the last three hundred episodes of how many shows I've gone on to talk about that no longer exist. <laughs> right. right, right. So start us off, man. Oh man, what is going on? Well, I will then. Forget it. Uh, okay. Brooklyn Nine Nine final lost, season. Lost Did anybody watch that? Yes. Brooklyn Nine Nine. You didn't do that. Well, no. I was. I never watched the. Of you know, just to go back, I didn't watch the original series until they canceled it and came back. Yeah, and that's so why was, I, when, I. I didn't when, watch that original, so I never got back into it. Yeah, when it was it. when it was coming back, I. It's like, well, okay, well, there's a fan fan base for this. I'm going to check it out, and I really liked it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I binged it and really liked it and enjoyed when they came back, and then. I think the last season or so was a little worn out, but the but then they came back with this whatever season. I don't remember what number it is, but uh, I think it was it, season eight. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Maybe it was maybe just ten episodes. It was like a shortened finale year mm. sort of thing. Yeah, and it was it started off. I was wondering. I think we discussed once, like, what are they going to come back as after all after all the. George Floyd stuff and everything, you know, yeah. as, you know, being a wacky police department in New York, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, and they definitely addressed it, you know, had them kind of face what it is they do. How do they feel about it and things like that? So it's kind of interesting. Some people didn't like that. Now, I was interested to see where they took it. And, you know, not everybody stayed and a police officer, you know, so hmm. it was it was interesting to see where they went. And overall, you know, it ended better than it started. Like I think the as far as this season, it, I know one one point they brought back Doug Judy, uh, Craig Robinson, was a great longtime you know character that would come back every once in a while, and then the finale was total fan service and i ate it up so uh that was that was how how it needed to go out what'd you think yeah definitely a bunch of references and bringing back characters we hadn't seen in a while and yeah i again it's not a show i watched every episode of but it it, if if it was on i was happy to watch it i I always enjoyed it so I've, i've i've seen probably half the episodes maybe but I, I, these last few seasons I kept up a little more religiously so yeah I, it walked that line between kind of being preachy and talking about issues and just being the very silly show that it's always been so I, I thought it went out pretty strong and yeah definitely sitcoms can flame out on their final episode and, and, mm. and botch it and I don't think this one did it had a very satisfying ending yeah hmm. 
Well, I know uh, the the last I think like regular episode we did we 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 talked about uh, there was a big thing about pants and uh, because why the last man was was coming out. So mm-hmm. I've I've watched several of those episodes. I don't think I wa- I haven't I'm not fully caught up to you know the recording date, but um, as someone who didn't read these books, like. I'm not. Sh- I really don't know if I like it or I dislike yeah. it at this point. As someone who works retail, I, I find their <laughs> use of it. <laughs> no, I, I actually reread the first trade uh, right before it premiered just to kind of remind myself what was going on. And it's it's its own thing. It's a it's it's its own story. It's not a hundred percent faithful, which nothing is. But uh, it had to be updated. It had, yeah. you know I that's one of my favorite you know series that's mm-hmm. a top 10 series of all time for me and i love brian k vaughn and i i just like I, you know i think i had mentioned to you guys that it it definitely needed the update because that comic was so from york's perspective you know it's such the guy's perspective and the whole story is it's a woman's world now yeah. you know and and that's the story we're getting in the show most for the most part is this is you know, not what am I going to do in this world full of women? It's what are we going to do with this guy? Yeah. That, you, you, know. you can understand that from a young male writer's perspective. That's Absolutely. His, that's yeah. his viewpoint. Yeah. But now we have, a, you know, the showrunner is a woman and the, I'm sure most of the staff. Is, so that's, there's a different viewpoint to have with this. That's, well, and having hopefully such a, 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 just as interesting. Yeah. Having such a, a, a like you said, updated um, cause I, I, I just assumed automatically it was just for the, all the, uh, all the, you know, the transgender references and storylines going on in, in the which series, is gr- which is a great, but I'm, I'm really interested to see where all they go with that because that's a, yeah. a really interesting thing to fold in there. And, uh, the best casting to Diane Lane. I, like I, mm. when, I was <laughs> like, yes, she is exactly that character you know and and but even taking the whole political story there and expanding upon it using the um what is her name amber is that amber tamlin yeah using her to play the mega mccain type character Mm -hmm. and and just just the whole politics of that is interesting to me like i haven't seen a lot the latest episode but i've watched you know half the season so far and and that's an old you know an old trope of like in politics you know if women were in charge we wouldn't even have war or we'd get things yeah. settled and it's like no we we, we all right. have base instincts yep. and we all are gonna butt heads even if all the men were gone like it, it yeah. wouldn't be a utopia right away i think what i don't like about it is that We've already seen The Walking Dead. We've already seen yeah, that's kind all of these post. I mean, every other show was post-apocalyptic for so long, and that's just what this. It's it's tired. The story's mm. tired, and and it's not prestige TV. The you know that I want yeah, every I, show to be. You know, it's it, it is it's a little bit of bad timing right now. I mean, like even though there are storylines that are very 
you know, every, yeah, everything's post-apocalyptic, including (laughs) the real world. (laughs) (laughs) So we get enough of this every day. I don't sometimes, and that's kind of why I'm not caught up. I I have to be in a certain mood to watch it. So, and again, this, this, the comic was written 20 years ago. The show has been in production for probably 10 years. And yet to debut it while we're in the middle of a plague, <laughs> right. doing a show about a virus and a lot of people dying, it, it is a little bit rough. But I, I, I felt like it needed to slow down a little bit. For a show that's not moving at warp speed, it was like society just collapsed immediately and people are starving. And I know mm. it's it, it's not a matter of days. that they, they, They've been at this for some weeks. But like, you think it would take a little bit of time for society to completely collapse. Right. Like we they, would hold our, our own... Uh, you know, our own. You're right. It would be better for that, but they're just trying to get to get a season two. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's it's one of those things. It's like, yes, I think that would have been the right choice, but they're just like, we got to get into the excitement. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's see people like try to hold on to the patterns they normally had and try to have a normal life, and it slips through their fingers and eventually becomes something else. But it just sort of immediately. They've got gangs of roving bandits yeah. and stuff. And it's like, wow, is America really that close? And do I want to know the answer? Yes. <laughs> yes. We are that close. These people already have their Punisher shirts. I, uh, I'm, I, I, other than those things, you know, multiple things we listed, I really don't know what it is that I'm missing from it. I like, I, I don't hate the guy that's playing Yorick. Like, I think he's good enough. You know, I just, and I like 355, you know, I I'll, I like Diane Lane. Like, I like mm-hmm. the pieces. I don't know if I but like again, the again, you're coming into it knowing how cool 355 is right. and knowing all this stuff. Where I remember I, Cliff has said he didn't, he doesn't find the characters very likable. Right. right. So I just, like, honestly, it, it could be the direction or something. Like, I don't know whether, the, sometimes I think, oh, this actor is just not very good. But it's, who knows what, how many chances they get to, film a scene or say a line so but that's my hope like you can start with some unlikable characters and they start to bond and become better people over time but again you got to get to season two for that that to happen and so it has to be and maybe enough yeah maybe that maybe that's it you know comparing it to a, a a walking dead if you remember those early seasons of the walking dead that everybody complained because it was too, you know, they said it was too slow. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But that was the complaint. Where are the zombies? We want to see them fight. You know, that was the, for like three or four years, that was the constant feedback yeah. on it. And I was, you know, I remember being like, no, this is way better. Develop the characters. Uh, you know, let's get invested into it. And, I'm just and, so surprised how, for as long as I have anticipated and wanted them to make this, how blah I was about the whole <laughs> unveiling and stuff. I was just like, oh, that's on. I guess I yeah. can watch it. I wasn't excited after having seen the trailer. I was just like, I'm not as hyped as I was hoping I would mm. be. What else do we got? A million other things out there. Well, it's uh, Halloween season, and uh, AMC always says they're fear fest every year playing a bunch of horror movies all, all through the month of October. And they just brought back Eli Roth's History of Horror for a third season. Oh, wow. Which is the documentary series where he, there's a theme every episode, and he has a ton of people, actors and writers and authors, you know, talk about certain aspects of horror movies. And they they AMC has done that with other stuff, but no, nothing has had three seasons worth of content for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. 
What's your favorite scary movie? I'm Eli Roth, back with some legendary all-stars of terror. I'm not gonna hurt you. Join us as we delve into the films that have left their bloody tracks on the history of horror. People must must like these, so... Oh, uh, please, the first please episode... Tell, yeah, please tell me they've gotten to the classic critters and ghoulies and, you know, clowns from outer uh, space and all that. Um, well, the first episode was called Sequels That Don't Suck. So probably not there. <laughs> it was talking about you know horror movies that improve on the original. Uh, the second one was Infections, which you know zombie movies and the fly movies about you know, mm. your body betraying you. Uh, the third one's called Psychics, so a long history of evil mental powers in horror movies. So yeah, just it's it, again that's my bread and butter. I love watching experts talk about this stuff and and you know uh tie think tie themes together and uh and a lot of the stuff i haven't seen so it's like a crash mm-hmm. course in some of these movies i might not know very much about like i didn't even i if you impress me I, w- I wouldn't even been able to tell you there was a psycho 2 that came out like in the 80s yeah 30 some yeah. years i've and, never seen it but and like magazines have called that the best sequel the best horror sequel of all time because it was yeah. like a a, a, a you know, diving into Norman Bates' psychology and all the stuff, and it had some twists in it that people really love. So yeah, I definitely that was definitely the first Psycho movie I saw. Mm. I hadn't seen the original, and I saw that one at a pretty early age. I remember that. So yeah, just, I, I like that kind of stuff, helping uh, educate me a little bit. But they also have a Creep Show they have been airing, which was originally for the Shudder channel mm-hmm. which has all been absorbed into that amc plus so i believe these came out about a year ago probably they, but they've just been airing season two on amc uh i think there's a season three already out on the app if you're that interested but uh it's it's a horror anthology like like the classic you know, creep show movies and stuff uh showrunners greg nicotero speaking of the walking dead and there's been that first season I watched was a little rough. There were a couple good ones, but there were some real stinkers in there too. But the second season was a whole lot better. There were way more hits than misses on this one, and a lot of familiar faces. Uh, I'll give you a couple of the episodes. There was a, a a a little kid with an abusive stepdad played by Kevin Dillon, who was a huge fan of monsters and building models and stuff, and he uses his love of horror movies to uh, get out of that situation. See uh, Thomas Howell is in an episode with Allie Larder from Lost. They they run a bed and breakfast that's supposedly a, a a murder house where all these murders were committed, and it's like it's not doing so well. So they have to up the uh, <laughs> the cred of this house, we'll say. So they have like so he does he like paint his face or anything? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. He he remains. He becomes. It's called Soul Man, right? He's bland, man. He's just bland <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. See Thomas Howe. I got my Wolverine show. Okay. Oh, uh, my God. There's one Isn't with an exterminator it? played by Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead who uh, Keith David hires him. He is a rich landowner. Uh, uh, he owns a bunch of apartment buildings and stuff. And there's a bunch of homeless people around. And he wants them dealt with. He's like, you're an exterminator. What's the difference? You know, that kind of idea. Like, what would it take to get you to uh, to get rid of the, this problem? Uh, Molly Ringwald is a, a high school guidance counselor with some kids who are having some troubles. Archie's mom? Yes. 
but they might be vampiric in nature. <laughs> so imagine <laughs> teen vampires and all the problems that might entail. Uh, there's one with some astronauts who are trying to make first contact with these aliens. That has Brecken Meyer in it. Uh, the season finale was an These are all half an hour. Each episode's an hour with two stories in it. So each of these are half an hour long. The season yeah. finale was an hour long, and it had a Justin Long and Darcy Carden from The Good Place were a married couple, and he invented a virtual reality machine that you could go into movies. And he's like, people are going to love this, escaping from their boring lives and their terrible wives. And she's like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> so he, he gets to go in, and they, they put him into, had to be a public domain, an old Hammer film with Christopher Lee, uh, the Terror Train. So he's he's in this old 70s movie, and they kind of they, they put in footage of Justin Long, and it was, it was pretty clever. But the, the, the best one was called Public TV of the Dead. And it was basically like a PBS station. And Ted Raimi goes on there, and he has the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead mm. movies. And he's like, this has been in my family for years. And he goes on like an Antiques Roadshow type show. Mm. And he's like, what, is this worth anything? And I was like, oh, this is exquisite binding. And all the, the pages are wonderful. What's this What's this uh, passage here? And he starts reading the Latin. It's like, you probably shouldn't read that. So unleashes all these evil spirits at a PBS station. And... Uh, and we had just talked about Bob Ross and being a Vietnam veteran. Well, there's a Bob Ross-style painter in the studio next door, and he has to... He, he's put Vietnam behind him and just become a peaceful painter. Well, he has to... <laughs> it's basically like Bob Ross is ash from the, from the Evil Dead. So it, it was an excellent half hour and, and very fun, silly, hmm. uh, silly moment. Hmm. Interesting. Well, speaking of... Uh... Uh, keeping with that Halloween theme going here, guys. Welcome to the home of fear and fright, where not all guests survive the night. The lucky souls will live to tell, and those who don't will rot in. What's the matter with you? You can't say that. This is a family show. What are you doing? Welcome, foolish muppets, to tonight's very special Halloween challenge. We just have to survive the night in this haunted mansion. Everything here will seem familiar. But your eyes may deceive you. Oh. I'm the mysterious Madame Pagota! Wait, stop! I'm trying to I can't hear myself think! Take five, everybody. Where are you going? No! Uh. Halloween. This place is really haunted. <laughs> Fiends, omens, and bogeymen, lend me your fear. It's showtime. Usually I'm worried about dying up here, but it looks like you beat me to it. <laughs> Don't you have anything better to do than boo me? <laughs> Muppets Haunted Mansion has hit Disney Plus, and I watched that today, and it was so much fun. Um, it's excellent old school Muppet humor um, it's just they've taken the, the classic Disney ride and inserted Muppets and sometimes that can be a great thing um, you know when is it not a great thing just add Muppets well <laughs> you know some of the, the, the last couple years or so they've tried a couple different Muppets 
series um, that just kind of fell flat. And I felt like they really went back to uh, kind of the original idea. It, it stars the great Gonzo and Pepe the King Prawn. Um, I'm not a huge Pepe guy because he, you know, didn't exist when I was a little kid. So. Yeah, he's a he's an add-on. So. Yeah, he's an add-on. Um, but yeah, they've just masked. They've taken every. He's no element. Rizzo. <laughs> he's no Rizzo the rat. <laughs> they've taken every uh, classic. He's like, yeah, he's like the uh, Rizzo is to Pepe as <laughs> Pompitos. Yeah, <laughs> <It's too laughs> <trained>. figure that <laughs> one out. Uh, but no, they they they've taken you know this however long five minute classic Disney ride, and they've taken every. I mean, when I say they took every aspect out of this ride, every scene of it, every storyline, they took it all and made something wonderful out of it. Um, I'm guessing there's plenty of inside jokes that a, a, a novice Disney person's not gonna. Uh, I I mean I guess not I think it's all pretty I think you can enjoy it. it's pretty on the surface um, either answer he gives he wins Jordan <laughs> he could just say like I think everyone knows this stuff or he can say of course yes yeah, so I <laughs> but uh, no I, I really do think uh, I think little kids will love it because it's the Muppets and it's fun um, I think adults will will like it because there are some old some old original Muppet Show references and characters, you know, actual Muppets um, doing stuff in there that they did on the original show. That was just little bit here and there, and great callbacks um, without seeming over the top um, or like, hey, you know, going out of the way to point it out. So. Um, it's an hour long, um, and other than just the unfamiliar new voices of the of some of the characters, you know, Kermit. We we talked about this last time we talked about the Muppets. Kermit doesn't really sound like Kermit anymore. You know, he's not. We're we're two puppeteers removed from Jim Henson, and it's definitely a different take on it. But he's not the star here. Um, he's very much a background character as, as much as the rest of them are. So tons of celebrity cameos in there. Um, who's the guy, what's the guy's name from the Lego show, Seth, the host? I know, but I can't think of it. I, I was one Lego him, Batman guy. I always want to call, yes. yeah, I always want to call him Will Forte, but that's not right. Will Arnett. Arnett. Will Arnett. Okay. So Will Arnett. What did uh, I just watch him? And he was in uh, another show recently, and I was like, "He's actually good in yeah. this." And I hate him in that Lego Masters. <laughs> I hate him as a host, but I, 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 I liked, well, I've liked other things he's done. Yeah, he he is the ghost host. You know, that's all I want to give away. He's the ghost host. That's how he introduces himself, um, in in the special. But man, they—I I tell you what—they really nailed it. They hit it out of the park with with this special. It's it's like I—I I feel at this point, you know, other than watching your your classic Charlie Brown or something like that, like this is the most fun thing out there for for this Halloween season. Like it's fresh, it's new, but yet it's familiar, um, and it's yeah, I, I super haven't funny. been. You're right. I haven't been too hyped or 
the last few Muppets things they've done, I don't mm. even know that I've really given much of a chance. But it, I, I might actually look into this one. And, and it, like I said, it's only it's a one shot. It's only an hour, so you don't have to devote a whole bunch of time to it. Um, I I hope I hope they learn from this, and and see this is what they need to be doing more of. You know, they they own the property. Uh, they have the Muppet Studio name, so let's do more of this. I don't care if they just put out holiday specials. I'd be on board for that. Because this thing, I mean, just the perfect mix. You know, you want to talk about your, your crossroads. Taking a Disney ride and, and inserting the Muppets and making a story out of it. Like, it, I for, mean... For, for Cliff Barnes, yes. Yes, yes. I am Disney their audience. <laughs> Well, Disney Plus had a couple of animated series uh, drop re- in, in yeah. recently. Does anyone check out the Star Wars Visions first thing? I have not yet. Um, my son has watched it. So, Seth, I was interested, actually, I was hoping you would bring this up. Because if you watch some of these, I've seen some really mixed stuff on it. This is the... is this the anime thing? Yeah, Yeah, these are nine short films from seven different Japanese animation studios. Um, I saw four of them. It's pretty perfect. You know, George Lucas was famously inspired by samurai films, among other things. So mixing Jedi in with this kind of samurai feel and anime feel makes perfect sense and works pretty well. Um, I really liked it. I thought again, and I have I don't I don't watch the cartoons. I, I haven't yeah. watched any of the Rebels or Clone Wars. Just not, I don't know. I'm just not that interested in this expanded storytelling universe. But these. This was up my out because it was standalone. It wasn't. Oh, there's one minute in the movie that we can fill in a crack with some plot, and like it wasn't going back and retconning stuff. It was just its own thing. It was basically all new characters and random one-shot adventures. And some of them were kind of silly, and some of them you know didn't go anywhere. But I all all of them had something that I enjoyed, some kind of charm. I think the one people seemed to like least was the the band one. That's one of the four I watched. Oh, okay, they formed a band, and I, I, the first ten minutes, I'm like, all right, but by the the end, was like, yeah, go I, guys, I, like I was into it. So yeah, I, I I definitely liked that better than what people were saying. Like I I watched it just because I was like, this isn't even long. I'm gonna check it out and see what why everybody's crying about it or whatever. But I thought it was fun. You know, like you said, <laughs> by the time it got to the end and didn't really do what I thought it was going to do. I was like, oh, this is just fun. You know, they're just, they're just being, I don't know. I was trying to think what I would compare it to a band doing that. Just like, just like winning, winning everyone over. Are, are these but, about, uh, how long are they? Are they about a half hour? 15 or? minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Sh- much short. Like, they're just short. Yeah, 10, yeah. 10 to 20, I think 20 minutes is the longest one probably. The other three I watched were, uh, I watched the first one, which is like The Duel or something like that. Um, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, The Duel. And it was fine. I don't, you know, I barely remember what happened in that. A lot of them were more style over 
Yeah. I'm not an anime guy, first off. You know, like yeah. I, I've told you guys before, my son loves that stuff, but I, it's just like it doesn't click with me normally. But th- honestly, this series, I, I should go back and watch the rest of the episodes because I liked everyone I saw. Um, this series is the biggest argument for <laughs> anime for me. Like, I actually liked seeing these different styles. I just... I would like walk in his room and he's watching anime and it's a cartoon of people eating ramen. <laughs> just like a, a it's like a ramen cooking show or something <laughs> that they're doing and they eat for like hours on end. They're just slurping and go, oh, ah, uh, mm. And I'm just like, no. It's not, it's not no. fake noodles. It can't be fake yeah, noodles. Yeah, I was just like, I don't. <laughs> I'm not having this. It was. It's not entertaining to me, all the grunts and ugh, ugh. But... This was good, and it, and and you don't like on Speed Racer when he goes, "Oh, no, <laughs> I do like Speed Racer," but the what? Oh, I get sick of that. The um, the other ones I watched were the David Harbor one, The Elder was I think was the name of it, and it was you know, you know, a pair Jedi and Padawan going off to find some, you know old guy and i just loved david harbour's performance and it just i don't know maybe it just i just like his voice i don't know but mm. the matching of his voice with the character he played was very entertaining to me and and that that story was fine and good well my favorite one was the ninth jedi with with the girl and there you know there was like a neat twist on lightsabers in that story and just it really set up kind of a world that I would be interested in seeing more of. So what did you think? Yeah, to me, I said this was the best argument to me against all these lawsuits that are currently happening about you know, nothing will ever go into the public domain again, especially if it's owned by Disney. Like yeah. Mickey Mickey Mouse will never, you know, it, hmm. what is it the I don't even I don't know the law behind, but you know, after 75 years or whatever it is, like you know, Steamboat Willie will be free to do whatever you want with. Like, you can't use Mickey Mouse because that's a corporate mm. logo, but the films he are in will become the public domain, and Disney's been fighting that for years to not let any of their stuff go into public domain. But to me, like, once something hits this sort of level of Star Wars, and it's so expansive and so mythic and so worldwide, like, it should in a hundred years, this should be. It should be our King Arthur, Robin Hood, Frankenstein, Dracula, like, those stories that anyone can do anything with, like that should be Star Wars. And like to, to have such a hold on it, like, I don't know, I'd like to experiment, but we shouldn't do too much. Like, I, I would love to see anything in the Star Wars universe, but young, creative, exciting, fresh voices. And this got me excited of like, what could be if, you know, mm-hmm. and famously for the longest, I mean, they're doing more stuff like this, experimental, but for the longest time, Lucas wouldn't allow... You know, they did like a robot chicken special. It's like, well, you can use the sound effects, but you can't do this and that kind of like yeah. that 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 grip you have on how precious Star Wars is. Like, and Star Wars is a lot of stuff. Star Wars <laughs> can be anything. Well, I remember, you know, uh, I don't even know how long it's been ten, fifteen years ago when when uh, Family Guy was still popular, and they did the uh, the, the Star Wars mm. version, Blue Blue that, Harvest, yeah, Blue Harvest specials that uh that lucas gave it was a huge deal because you know george supported it 
and let them pretty much use whatever they wanted out of it. So you're, you're I mean, you're right in the fact that it really is, you know, the mythology of it has, has is just, you know, we say it is known, but, <laughs> but, but that's kind of where it's at. I mean, I definitely, this is, I, I will say it, like you're saying, it made me loosen up where the, who can, you know, I, it made me less canon, yeah. you know, uh, leaning. I was just like, just do whatever. You know, well, so, some of these stories were just like, that's a neat idea. I like that they, you know, made it happen. I was able to watch something that, and it wasn't stopped by, oh, is that canon or, or right. legend or what? It was just like, just, they're just doing whatever they want. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we ran into with Disney and when they, they took all, you know, because Lucasfilm had licensed out all that all those books that nothing was connected it was just basically hey you want to write a star wars book go right ahead and uh to the point where you know there were so many conflicting stories out there that they tried to hone it in which i understood that and and they've went back on it and taken you know little by little what they liked and reincorporated some of those characters or storylines or whatever but yeah i mean who who's it hurting? <laughs> and and these proved, you know, Luke. There's no Luke and Han and Leia. Like these were just in the Star Wars. These were almost ninety nine percent new characters, and they were interesting. And like you said, I'd like to learn more about this one. And you know, it's it, it, Star Wars again. Star Wars is not just the one thing. It's not the Skywalker saga, right? But that again, that's the reason I've kind of. It's not because I don't like animation. I've avoided all these Star Wars cartoons. Because they are so dogmatic of this is set in this time period between this war and that war, mm-hmm. and it fills in this story you didn't know about that, and that's I don't care about that kind of stuff. As Patton Oswalt famously said, he 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 likes ice cream. He doesn't need to know about the the salt and the sugar and the milk and the bowl it's mixed in. Like just give me the ice cream. That's what I want out of Star Wars. I think Angelina well, I, Jolie I is pretty. I don't care about John Boyd. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna argue back though that sometimes all the tying together is the ice cream, you know, like <laughs> fair, I, point, fair point, fair point for for but not for, you know when yeah. it depends on your level of right, uh, right. engagement. Yeah, if you're in bet, yeah, if you're invested, like you're you're a you're a sprinkle level fan there. We're we're a, we're <laughs> banana splits here. We got <laughs> you know we're invested. Yeah, yeah. So. Just give me a lick and let me go on my way. So what else, what was the other what was the other animated uh... other animated was Marvel's What If Oh God Was I too late Oh jeez Come on big guy Time to go green You are about to die at the hands of the children of Tony? Oh boy, are you guys screwed. Yeah, Iron Man. 
do you guys? That's... Uh, that sort of seems like overkill. Sorry, you gotta say it. I always say "what if," but he says "what if." He says I gotta it. tell you, he, he crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Wright was Jeffrey the Wright. perfect watcher. Like I loved his performance. When when they had announced his casting for this show, I was just like, "Why would?" Because to me, he's he's a pretty big name currently. You know, he's done those Westworld and 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 been in a bunch of movies and hunger games and stuff and i'm like wow that's a pretty big that seems like a really odd casting for just a uh streaming cartoon series you know but man this thing was great. it's a big deal it, it was great well i i liked it a lot i'll get my negative statement out of the way because it kind of ties in the star wars thing is this was the first thing from marvel i thought was going to be kind of standalone that yes, of course, you have to know the continuity. You have to know what these are referencing and what these mm. movies are from. So there's a baseline. Which everybody you knows. Be, you have to be a <laughs> Marvel fan. But it's like, oh, each one's going to be its own thing. It's going to stand. But then it had to, because Marvel can't help themselves. It had to build a <laughs> sort of connected universe. And like you said, Gamora shows up in the last one. Like, wait, did I miss something? Is yeah. there a piece of this puzzle? Like, it shouldn't matter. You should be able to say, hey, you like zombies. There's a really great episode. You can watch this zombie one. And not have to worry about anything else. And it, 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 as I said, Marvel can't help themselves, but tie it all into a big messy knot. Mm. And again, you might love that. That might be your perfect cup of tea. But to me, it was a little bit like, all right, I just wanted to watch a show. Do I, I don't want to do homework and tie everything together. Come on. I, I totally agree. I that disappointed me. As far like I now, not only did they do that, but they made it the most convoluted thing. Uh, they ended all these episodes like, oh, you know, they all kind of ended odd so they could do this. And then the resolutions of the endings were just like, oh, come join the freaking team. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, I love my favorite episodes, the zombies. Yeah. Uh, that was the most fun. And it funny. Was, and fun. it was just, it was a really great episode. And, I liked some of the other ones. Yeah. You know, I was not head over heels for any of it except the zombie episode. I really liked that one. I, I like the animation, but again, I'm so like disinterested in this team they've created that will, as far as I'm concerned, it's just going to continue into the next season. They're going to show this Gamora episode that they've saved her and Stark you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever they were doing, you know, wherever they got the, oh, spoilers for whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, but who, wherever she got this infinity stone crushing machine, I'm sure that'll be, you know, in that episode and they'll just go on, they'll add some new stories and then those characters will join the team or, you know. That, to me, that's the selling point of the what if, you know, in the comics and stuff is, you have one issue, you're going to do whatever you want, blow anything up, kill anybody you want, like anything could happen. But if you're writing it with an idea of, well, this has to tie into that, it's like then you're not... It's yeah, not I, want, I really wanted standalones, mm-hmm. just like the issues, just like do whatever you want and then reset. Reset. So now every time we have to be worried about 
what is going on in this alternate universe comparatively to the other ones. I no. I just want what if Spider-Man killed the Punisher or or vice versa. You know what's what are these standalone stories? I don't know. I it was fine. I kind of felt like each. I felt like there was enough standalone in each episode. Like there wasn't over, you know, much like the movies, it, it was telling a bigger story in the end. But for the most part, like just animation as a whole to me is is very much. I just want to see what it's about because it it always makes me feel like like a kid again. Like oh, it's it's just here to be fun and and we get what we get out of it. Them including most of the you know big actor voices in this um gave it a little i I felt like gave it a little bit more seriousness to it um and and but sometimes definitely felt more like this is important or this matters official because the actor it would have been a problem if they hadn't done Mm -hmm. like they honestly they didn't a lot of them didn't do a great job but we would have been so focused on the fact that they don't sound right because there's a couple of them that don't and yeah. it sticks out, yeah. you know? So it, I'm glad they were able to just say, Hey, this part, you signed this, by the way, you, you missed clause 47 on page <laughs> right. 323. You have to do this. Soon. You know, Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. I need to talk to him. <laughs> exactly. But there were a few of them that were the actors and I, they sounded so weird. I didn't realize it till the end. I'm like, wait, that was really you know, yeah. Michael Rooker or whoever. Yeah. It's so funny that that now, nowadays we expect every animated thing to have these, the, you know, huge stars. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it never used to be like that. No, because, you know, back back in the day, animation was so focused on doing it on the cheap. You know, that that's, like I said... And you didn't I, have to concentrate at all yeah. on who the person was. It was just, that was a car- cartoon. Yeah, was, it's just fun. It was Aladdin and whatever, you know. Right. And then old Shrek came along. Ugh. And they were like, oh, Ugh. we got, we got, we're gonna, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get some big freaking stars uh, and change the whole, all man, the rules. Man, you freaking nailed it because you don't know how much I hate Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> like I freaking despise Shrek, and not because it's it's the whole thing is just terrible, but it's just for that reason. It's just <laughs> don't sugarcoat it. I Give don't it hate it because it's terrible. I mean, it is, but. That's I mean, beside the point. It could be it could be total nonsense, but it's not total nonsense. But it's just feels like they're always just trying to cash in on Eddie Murphy or some celebrity voice, you know, Mike Myers or whatever. And and that's I don't know. I, I don't like that. <laughs> so, but I'm not I, Shrek luckily, hater, but Shrek that, is but... not on Disney Plus. Thank yeah. God. Um uh you can have that universal. Um I, I I don't know. I just I thought this was fun enough, and and even though they were telling, you know, like you said, it, it had a familiar thing happening. I felt like they did enough with the characters to change them enough, or 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 their environment enough that I was okay with it. I mean, it, it, we haven't had a lot of Marvel lately, so this was fine with me. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it, but it wasn't. 
like I usually forgot it was Wednesday that it was on, and like yeah. you know, these other Marvel shows, like okay, I got an appointment <laughs> television. I can't wait for the next episode. And this one's like, oh yeah, that I got that one to watch. Okay, cool. Like yeah, it wasn't the the most pressing exciting thing. But I gotta tell you, Ultron with the <laughs> Infinity Stones, that's a pretty terrifying villain. Like that yeah. that's a pretty clever yeah. take on all this stuff. That, Again, that... if you're gonna do anything you can or anything you want to do, like. That's a pretty good escalation of just like let's go nuts, let's yeah, give the robot the stone. Well, yeah, and, I like Ultron. Yeah, and because Ultron wasn't my favorite in in that movie, like when his movie came out, I was just like, eh, whatever. Um, and, and I feel like they kind of they really improved on it, but in the same sense with you know with the Killmonger character, I was just like, I want more of this guy now. I liked him in the movie. And now uh, seeing him, you know, what they did there, I was just like, yeah, this dude is dangerous. And that could have been stuff in the movie, in, in the next movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, anyways. I'm on... answering your question. Oh. I know about 66 hey, shut up. A little echo. Stop. <laughs> there was one more while we're on this kick. There was one more. Um, animated series that uh kind of short series that came out on disney plus you guys probably uh may not have watched it but it was called doug days i am dog and this makes me squirrel i am warning you once again but i will not warn you after that Dark doug get out of my azaleas i digged them yeah, it's not digged, it's dug. Yes? No, you didn't digged, you dug. I am dug. Yes! Squirrel! It was uh, starred Ed Asner and uh, his character, Mr. Fredrickson, from, from the Up movie. And was just kind of like this really cool little short little sequel to Up. And what happened to him? He buys a new house. He keeps Doug the dog, and and Doug fights squirrels in the backyard and goes on adventures. And it was really cute. Um, Ed Asner, I think it may have been the last thing he did uh, before he died. He's also, by the way, spoilers. He makes a cameo, short, real short cameo in Muppets Haunted Mansion. Um, but uh, double- <laughs> you're gonna say spoilers? It's dead. No. No. Is, is, he, is he a ghost? He is a ghost. Whoa. That's <laughs> freaky. But uh but no I, his face. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to mention that real quick. Uh if you liked up like me and you have Disney Plus, go go check out Doug Days because it's pretty wonderful. So Cliff, did you finish Ted Lasso season two? I'm halfway through the last episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, I just ran out of time today. So I was literally, I, I had it playing as I was coming home uh, from work tonight. And I just could not, I didn't have enough time to get through it. So, so well, I'm we all can, the way to the end. We can talk it without yeah. spoilers. There really isn't a lot, anything to spoil too much. But you, do you, you haven't even watched the show, have you, Jordan? Well, as far as season two, I was, I'm so on the opposite side coming out of it than I was going into it. 
Yeah. I was so worried about it because I really loved the first season like everybody else. And then the promos for the second season looked so uh, like a caricature of the first season. Looked over the top quippy and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it was not. It was mm-hmm. totally not what I expected. In fact, they took an amazing turn of... <laughs> They laid all this groundwork of him as the ultimately positive character and and just having this positive effect on everyone around him this first season and dismantled it in the second season. Yeah. And and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was. (laughs) I, um, the, the struggles that character goes through during the season, um, and and the way they portray, trade it the, and he's not the, the the only character in season two that's dealing with you know with mental health issues and stuff like that or, or right. life choices and but um but yeah just the just the so many ways that they made their point of <laughs> the what is expected of men and yeah. what how men you know, put this on each other, how the world puts it on them to be this masculine thing that that has to act a certain way and cannot show emotion right. or, you know, and how even, you know, every, everyone in his life expects him to be this guy that he has been and he's dealing with this other stuff and just each of them, you know, man, yeah. the Roy Kent yeah. stuff, his arc is so good. This episode, especially, you know, the showing the things, him dealing with things and, you know, just uh, even in his way, but still. Right. Well, I, I loved that they brought in the uh, the team psychiatrist or, you know, psychologist. Yeah, whichever, he was a whatever great she, character. And the relationship that starts off so cold. And it, it's like when they brought her in, I was just like, why? This is, she is not appealing to me at all. Like, as far as right. there's no story here, she, she doesn't show any emotion at first, just very blah and boring. And like, here's just a plot device. And the way she develops in her relationships with Ted, and, and it's just, I loved it. Um, and, because and the of, whole twist of the freaking who, who the villain. Yeah. ends up being in this season and yeah. the reveal I, I assume you have not made it to the reveal of why he did what he did no I am um, I will, won't spoil that of course but I, I left it, off like right at the diamond dogs meeting which was amazing I didn't yeah. want to spoil that but the diamond dogs meeting was so good yeah and and the the reaction Roy has to it is just, yeah yeah oh it's just so great <laughs> but yeah the I think it's you know not too long after that in the show that there's the confrontation you get the reveal of why he did what he okay. did and it's great that's the it's pain. a gr- it's it's a great reveal and that is to, you know not to get give the guy an excuse but it's another way that. I had a feeling that's what the way it was going. Like he's because he's not an evil right character. Right. No one in the show is evil. Exactly. You know, it's 
is still that a tries to have that little bit of lightheartedness to it. Everybody's got some good in him and stuff, and he's not evil. He's just he's reacting to something, and you don't know what. And, and yeah, and that's exactly because. I really enjoyed like even even though it, I honestly to that what climax. it is you you this entire season we start to dislike that character and yeah. and what it is it what it feels like it is to us the audience from my perspective is that he got a little bit of hype yeah and he and he wants more right and he's doing and he is jealous of yeah. everybody else getting crap. living the high yeah. life and that is what you feel like the problem is and that's not it and, and so I, yeah and, the, and when that when you get the reveal when he explains it it's like man <laughs> there's not there's almost nothing to say to that like yeah. you're i get it and, and it's it's good i think you should the, watch this show jordan <laughs> you should the 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 nice thing about it is even though i know it's leading up to a climax and a confrontation I because we know the the characters are so well developed and they're so uplifting of each other. I don't expect there to be like some huge blow up and now we have this dude's evil and you know I totally expected uh this forgiveness or you know everybody coming together type of thing and yeah <laughs> don't expect the unexpected. Okay. I'll tell you that. You're okay. going to get a different you're going to get a different ending than that. Um oh. that's enough of that. But yeah. anyway, Ted Lasso. It's great. It it they did it. They were able to do a second season that was just as good as the first as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. in a different way. So, I we'll see where they go with the third season. Anything else? Uh, there's tons of other stuff, but I'll, I'll go with the most <laughs> The most pressing one that I I felt pressure to watch, and I'm glad I did, Squid Game on Netflix. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna before you go off on Squid Game, I'm gonna tell you that I watched the first episode tonight okay. and do not want to be spoiled. Okay. So I I was again I was a little like I don't even know if I want to watch this because I know it's some sort of battle royale thing, and I you know it's kind of tired. But I watched the first episode, and of course, it what piqued my interest. I'm really I, I want to watch it now. So yeah, I hadn't heard tread of this. lightly. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this until somebody at work had mentioned, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I kind of had to like look up very briefly, like, oh, is this something I want to watch? And now I came home, and it was. It doesn't on. seem very cliff, but it's definitely has. Well, gra- I definitely grabbed the, I had that. the world. I had that thought that it probably isn't up Cliff's alley, but I could definitely see Seth as a Big Brother fan mm-hmm. really getting into this. Yeah, I'm interested. It is like if Julie Chen put a mask on. And became and Julie like, Chen Moonves. Julie Chen bot. <laughs> <laughs> and like you do these silly Big Brother competitions, and whoever falls off the wall gets shot in the head. That sort mm. of, you know. It's uh, a, it reminds me of The Long Walk. I book. saw someone oh, really? reference that. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that I, that's always been, you know, my favorite Stephen King story was The Long Walk, which is the game show type format where a, a hundred, like, 14-year-old boys walk. They just go for a walk. And if you don't, if you stop walking a certain mile per hour or you get off the path, they shoot you. 
It was like, and it was a game show format. So yeah, so this this is the Korean show. Uh, it's the number one thing on Netflix at the moment, and I, you know that 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 plot's gonna interest me. That the, the visuals looked really cool, but I kept I started seeing memes. And people, you know, people in the jumpsuits. The the luckily the, the memes did did not aren't spoilery at yeah, all. You haven't but seen I it. Just, it's it's become it's becoming a cultural thing, and you know you don't want to be left out of anything, especially if you co-host a podcast on pop yeah. culture. Hey, easiest so, uh, <laughs> one of the easiest costumes this summer is green <laughs> athletic suit. That's gonna be big on Halloween, I'm sure. Mm. And again, it's very smart too. Uh, COVID safe if you put on those. Those masks with the triangles yeah. and squares and stuff. That, yeah. That's a good COVID-safe Halloween costume. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's a Korean TV show. Nine episodes, all of them around an hour. Um, there, there's a lot of influence here. You can it wears its influence on its sleeve. The first one, I thought the DNA of this was The Prisoner, that British show I talked about a while back mm. from the '60s. Yeah, about a guy who wakes up on an island and is just given a number. And everything is art- weirdly artificial and surreal. So that, that to me, felt like right out of the gate. Uh, Hunger Games or Battle Royale, like you said, it's it's people who have to survive, fight to the death kind of thing. Uh, with that game show type Big Brother thing. And there's been, I saw several references. There's been a couple horror movie, Would You Rather, I think it was called. Different things of people doing kind of mundane things with a life or death stake so that like you're perfectly right when you say it's very familiar but to me where it takes the best step is and much like you know the movie parasite or a lot of these a lot a ton of current pop culture where it's talking about class and income inequality and the one percent and where we all are as a as a world under capitalism right now is that this isn't a horror movie where everyone's kidnapped and an evil madman makes you do this stuff. This portrays a world where this is your best option. It's This is as good a chance as any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get out of where I am, I might as well do this. The, I, this everyone has a equal... It's it, they, they make a very... Uh, uh, they put forward this is a very fair space. No one is divided among class... You know, everyone has an equal opportunity. At least you have a chance to get out of mm-hmm. this, and that's the idea of. I, that's where I thought it got its strongest. It, playing with that idea of, you know, it's not some sadistic horror monster making you do this. It's you know, what's more sadistic than living, <laughs> living life yeah. right now in the outside world, uh, uh, t- buried under tons of debt and stuff. The, the one negative I was a little bit thrown because I don't, I don't know the stakes because I don't understand the scale of. Korean uh, money because yeah. he's like I need 10,000 bucks for some, for some chicken dinner tonight yeah. like, buy, yourself, buy yourself a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> so like the prize is 45 billion won which is the, the denomination Seems like I, was like, I, I was like I don't know what that is but it's probably a lot so apparently somebody did the calculation it's, oh, about, yeah. thir- it's about 38 million dollars so oh, that seems... life, it's life changing money but I, I didn't yeah. quite know the scale they could uh, have yeah. all split that. Yeah, yeah. Still all been rich. <laughs> but the, the the I thought the acting was really strong. Again, subtitles. Um, I liked all the characters. Not everybody's likable, but I thought everything. Was yeah, I'm team good. subs, the, not dubs. The big, 
The, but the big negative is there's an episode with a bunch of English speakers, and it's horrible. It takes you out of it because mm. I don't know who these people are, but they're not native English speakers, and it's very much like, hey, hey, buddy, let's go to the bar and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and it feels like they're being dubbed secondhand in English, right. and it's just, it feels, it's like... Want a sure hamburger? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's how everyone feels when they watch an American movie, and yeah. you know, we don't know the difference, but listen to a, a foreign language but it's there that's and it follows up one of the best episodes with all these english-speaking guys it's mm. like oh this is painful to listen to but it's i very very much enjoyed it and it's it's and I, i'm more of a fan of that silly genre stuff you know mm. the blood drives of the world and that kind of stuff i can <laughs> definitely watch all that junk but this i don't think this is that it's very violent it's definitely very genre but i think it's 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 better uh, yeah. as a better through line and more quality and and i and for being a very familiar story i had no idea where it was going i didn't know who was going to live to the end i didn't know yeah. what the, the twist I, would be i fell in love with the end of the episode of course the just that the first event and you're like you learn so much about what the characters in that event and honestly what okay so i'm going to just to spoil the first minute of the show, uh, it's a flashback to explaining the squid game they played as kids. And it's all, it's just like a whatever tag type, you know, get the right mark on the playground type thing, capture the flag type thing. And I, mm. uh, but there, there were so many things happening in the first bit of the show that, just seemed like obviously some foreshadowing to things that something that would happen later. And I was kind of rolling my eyes, like literally in the first minute of the show, when he's going to score, if the step in this little spot, the guy grabs his shirt and, and he's not, so he can't do it. And his shirt rips and he can do it. And I was like, well, I'm thinking, well, it's how the show's going to end or something. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna, that's how he's going to, you know, do it. Same thing is going to foreshadow. Instead, what happened? What happened? At the, the that paid off at the end of the first episode, in a way I was totally not expecting, and it was d so different, and I freaking loved it. Like that, the the shirt grab in that ending <laughs> is so good. I was like, that was that was I, I'm in, I'm in. So I can't wait to watch the rest of that this week. I, I binged it over two nights, which I never do. Yeah. I, I just I wanted to know what happened next. I was I was like I was invested for sure. So maybe not everyone's cup of tea and very as I said the, the, there's bloodshed and some gore, but a, a very uh, of its time <laughs> piece of TV for right. Uh, I feel like I might add one more thing. Let's see here. Well, while you're thinking about that, I'll mention real quick. Um, currently, towards the end of season three of HBO Max's Titans, um, I, Michael and I have texted a little bit back and forth about it. <clears throat> they did the uh, the Red Hood storyline all season. Um, they had brought Jason Todd in in season two as you know the the latest Robin. 
and uh season three they do red hood you know the basically from the comics the joker beats him to death um in this you know batman takes revenge um but the kind of catch of the season is um it's a whole bunch of scarecrow and um uh it's actually crane is 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 manipulating uh basically uh through drugs and addiction uh jason todd um which is the best part of the series the prop it, we, we get a we introduce uh barbara gordon uh this is years down the line so she is commissioner gordon and uh then brings up you know brings back the rest of the cast um and we we learn some of their fates um as newer younger heroes emerge your beast boys and and uh connor kent super boys and that type of stuff um but it's very it's very up and down as a whole as a season there's some stuff i really like and there's some stuff i absolutely hated um <laughs> but that that whole series has been like the whole that for you, hasn't yeah it? it's been... the whole series has been this way and it's very dark i i i texted michael yesterday and i'm like you know uh i i like it enough but it's just nobody's having any fun you know, as a Teen Titan series, nobody, none of these characters are enjoying any of it. It's Superheroes just... Superheroes aren't meant to be fun? What are you yeah, about? It's all doom and gloom. And uh, that part, um, with the exception of maybe one character, um, it, it it is. It's just dark, dark darkness. And I'm... Uh, doom Patrol has... Uh, started its new season and I haven't watched it yet so I'm hoping I want to get Titans finished up I think there's one more episode and uh, get it finished up so I can jump into some Doom Patrol because I need some fun and just you know off the wall uh, goofy stuff to to cleanse the palate a little bit of this Titan <laughs> show so I don't know if it's going to go another season um honestly with with all the cw shows they do there and the fun campy stuff at like with star girl and stuff i'm just like what are you doing titans like you have went down the wrong road here guys uh, uh, these other shows have laid it out and showed you what works and what you know how it should be and you, they've totally missed the boat and i i'm not sure what the standards difference is between what hbo wants from it or what you know this was yeah. the dc app that was one of their defining shows right and i'm sure they didn't have as high a, a viewership standard so if it's uh i'm sure hbo is looking at it a little more critically if, if they want to make more or not yeah and the bad thing is like when you just look at these characters at this point they look very for the most part very accurate to their their comic book origins like you've got the look you you did good on the casting but just it's so dark nobody can see it got a netflix show that i it was that a season two did either of you guys watch the first season of love on the spectrum <gasps> yes and i loved it but i have not watched <laughs> season two <laughs> oh 
It is just more awesomeness. Uh, I remember, I think we talked about this when season yeah, one came in. Yeah, I think in. we did. I'm continuing my quest for true love. I haven't been very lucky in love. Am I ever going to find the girl of my dreams? I would describe myself as a kind, generous, helpful, polite man. I have autism. I love cats. These lovable singles are looking for the one. I can't see myself without a wife. There's no other way for me. Love is something that's been on my mind for a very long time. Something I believe in. I'll do whatever it takes to find a girlfriend. How would you describe yourself? Weird. And I love being weird. Hi. Navigating the unpredictable world of dating and relationships. Oh, uh, so I a question. I've never been on a date before. I'm a bit like Forrest Gump. I'm a chronic oversharer. Share their hopes. Feeling excited. I want to be in love. What's your age limit? 70. I can't wait to get rolling. She said yes. <laughs> you have a match. See you, Mum. A man needs a spouse. And their fears. Um, I'm just a bit nervous. If I mark up, there's only the whole world. From first dates. This is your first time? First time. Me too. I'm ready. It's going to be really an exciting night. Look at the moon. Ah! I am playing to give her a kiss. Not on the lips, on the hand. And first sparks. This was really good. I enjoyed my this, this show is about... People on the autism spectrum trying to find love. Yes. And yeah. it, it, it sounds it. like a dangerous <laughs> uh, thing to film. And I've heard, I've heard a couple of people, you know, kind of comment that you could, you, they felt maybe like they were making fun of these people. And I don't get mm, that at all. Like, I don't either. It is like, honestly, I think it's like, I'm trouble thinking of some like Ted Lasso yeah, does this for a lot of people, but yeah. the most positive show you can watch, like you, I I cannot watch the show without my face hurting after <laughs> from smiling the entire time. Yeah, it 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 brings me so much joy to watch the, those six episodes. I I mean I just couldn't stop watching. I I it it went flew by. I want more. Like they brought back a, several characters oh, from the good. characters, good, good, good. but but people from oh yeah, Michael's back. Michael's <laughs> back. Um, br- bringing back these people from the first season uh, to keep trying, um, or letting there was successful, you know, mm. people in the first season bringing them back to see the future of their relationship, um, matching up people from the first season that didn't match, you know, didn't work out with other people. There's new characters that are all good. I mean, it's just. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there, um, after you watch it, let me know because mm-hmm. there is a, there is a couple things I want to talk about, but I wouldn't okay. want to spoil any of it for you. you know, what what is so endearing about it is these people. We you know they just want to feel love and yeah. get a human connection, and and they I, I'm sure it is incredibly difficult for them to do that. Uh, and so it is about that and they to watch them where where they might feel super awkward talking to 
someone not on the spectrum or and vice versa and everybody's mm. so hung up on that to watch them interact together and accept each other's problems like it's nothing because they have the same problems or they have a problem that they can you know sympathize with them right and they just just map clicking so well in their conversations that they just if someone act, acts odd it doesn't phase them a bit they're like oh well i do this so <laughs> if you can put up with that i can put up with this i don't care you know yeah. that's nothing it's it's just great yeah that was the thing with season one because i think um i ended up watching it or maybe rewatched it with my wife and, and daughter and they love it's, it it's so it's just for the whole family and we it's had for... yeah and we had recommended <laughs> it to some a little bit like f boy island and that kind yeah. of thing <laughs> same feel. just fun for the whole family. just people coming together and being positive that's yeah. it um it, but it, it's, it does it's, the, it's great it gives a really i mean it, it gives an honest portrayal of the of their lives what you know their experiences without making fun of them you know with just trying to it does a really good job of my own experience was of feeling like you know seeing it from their perspective a little bit you know trying to being able to understand a little bit of their world um yeah without oh, and just the support of families they have oh. and i mean the people that are on the show anyway have very supportive families and you just love the just to see that and the michael the character i, I mentioned mm-hmm. from the first season he's just he wears a suit and he's just like he is about love he's got a he's got shrines in his bedroom about love and he's gonna do he'll do anything to summon love into his life and he's like he's but he's very you know and he's but he's just it, it you just love to watch him yeah i don't, that's I don't great. know so I, I will go ahead and comment and you'll see it when you say, see it you'll figure it out yourself the there is one relationship that seems not like a good match as far as their level of um functionality or whatever mm-hmm. like one of them is functioning at a lower level than the other one and it seems like it's not a good match as far mm-hmm. as i'm concerned uh it's like it's like but but one of them just wants love so much that it's just like they kind of Hill. Don't, don't see that they're not communicating as well as they should be but but it's a one ripple in a in a huge hugely positive show so yeah definitely I'm... definitely recommend mm-hmm. love on the spectrum to anybody I'm excited about that. I didn't even realize there was a season two out. Yeah. So, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't know and got to do it all right. But I'm <laughs> sure we'll be back. All right. So much TV to enjoy out there. An endless amount of networks and streamings and channels and all sorts of stuff. So, if there's something out there you're enjoying and you feel like we're missing, we, we can't cover it all. We, we, we look and we try, but we can't. So let us know if there's some great show we're behind on or not 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 attuned to. Uh, and keep track. We are going to re uh, reconfigure our uh, patron content. Yes. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to have a new setup for all that. 
We're going to have some bonus material you can get, some access you can get. So we'll be announcing that very soon if we haven't already. So uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for your attention in those matters. <laughs> and we'll be back very soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Uh, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.